Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, no bag on the plane might soon equal a refund of baggage fees. Delta is now selling video COVID tests for your international return to the U.S., and it's pretty obvious climate change is starting to impact air flights on a regular basis. Airlines and cruise lines are about to reap a huge windfall. Your unused vouchers will go into their bank account, unless... How can consumers get their money back? A call to action from Travelers United at 320 in our Smarter Traveler segment. Masks are off and people are traveling, at least around the country. At 335, we'll share some ideas for you to use in your summer travels. Hint, it's about chilling out a little and showing a little kindness to others. And I'll tell you where our Sports Leisure Mystery Tour went last week, someplace you might want to visit yourself. Look, if you have a travel question, you can send it to Mark at TravelGuysRadio.com. And today at 345, we answer some of your questions on the air. It comes directly from the Travel Guys mailbag. As America celebrates her birthday this weekend, we are honored you found time to include us. Welcome to the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, welcome everyone. Happy Independence Day and welcome to the 4th of July edition of the uh, Travel and Entertainment Guys. Thanks for joining us. Remember now, follow along and get info at TravelGuysRadio.com. And as we mentioned a minute ago, you can uh, go there and leave questions for the Travel Guys. And again, this afternoon at 345, we're going to get into that mailbag and answer some questions, which I happen to have right here. You do. And I have to say, they are they are great questions. How can you have so, the questions already? How can you how can you have you, the questions? Do you what if the people haven't asked the questions yet? Well, okay. <laughs> I have I have some questions. I, have some I may questions. not have all the questions. I have I some see. questions. Remember the old There's Karnak, more pouring you know, in thing? as we speak. <laughs> Karnak, yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, well let's see here in Rancho they had their uh, 3rd of July fireworks display down at Hagen Park. Boy, Everything went uh, went well. Uh, this year they had uh, buy your tickets online. Uh, they had a little paid parking available. Uh, my, my daughter Sarah and her husband went last night and reported that it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of people. Yes, and if, if you're thinking that. of if you're thinking of going out tonight, I have a little bit of advice. Now there are they 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 they've advertised food trucks, mm-hmm. so people are going to think, well, I'll go there and get something from food truck and watch the fireworks. Well, they had two food trucks, uh-huh. and it was a two hour two hour wait in line oh at goodness. the line of the food truck, which means you're probably going to miss the fireworks. Uh-huh. So bring your own food. Yeah, I don't think they're going to gear up with many more food trucks for tonight. So I would recommend eat ahead of time, bring your own. If for some reason you can get to a food truck, well, then you can bring yours home. But and uh, get out there early. 
Couldn't see them from my house, but sure could hear them. They pretty much blew the roof <laughs> off of all of Rancho Cordova last night. There you go. Well, there'll be more tonight. And, and tonight I'm going to trek down and, and watch it myself, and I'll report back next week. Mark, uh, I know we're going to go over this uh, a little later in the show, I do believe. Uh, you just got back from a... From your mystery trip, I've been road tripping, baby. We're 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 on the road. Just it's just as though COVID <laughs> never happened. Uh, it's you know there's six hundred thousand people missing, um, and a lot more who will probably remember COVID for for a while because of what the symptoms that have lingered and stuff. But nonetheless, those of us who have weathered the storm are are getting back out, and people are making up for lost time. I do really, I still believe though, that in a couple of months, once people have I mean, now it's people who, uh, if, if, if you're a wanderer and you haven't been able to wander, then that's a problem for you. And so now once you get out and you're able to wander some, I have to believe that, you know, you'll, people will exhale and their need to continue to wander weekly will probably go away as we get into the fall mm-hmm. and things will get a little bit more normal. I really hope so. Um, and I hope that all of the people who are looking for you know, the help that they need. Um, we'll find them, of course, once the summer is over, why they won't need as much help anymore. But uh, it, that that still is a, a, a big problem, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I have some ideas for ways for people to get around a little bit of that. Outstanding. Well, that'll be later on in the program. So keep it here. We're here to make you a smarter traveler. And at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. And with that, here's Mark. Well, this is a pretty big announcement. It's a little thing, but it might be a sign of things to come. Headline says, government plans to make airline refund fees on delayed baggage. In other words, for all of this time that we've been paying baggage fees, Tom, you go to the yes. air, you know, you pay 30 bucks for them to ship your bag from A to B, and you get to B, and you go down to the baggage claim, and your bag's not there, and they say, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Romano, your baggage's been delayed, and perhaps it'll be on the next flight, perhaps it'll be here tomorrow, perhaps, perhaps, and then you start that whole ordeal. And you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, I paid you 30 bucks to get that bag here. So since you didn't get it here, would I not be entitled to a refund of my $30? And the answer to that would be no, Mr. Romano, you're not. And, well, it certainly and you, should be. And, Exactly. And you would say certainly should be. And any normal, reasonably intelligent person would probably agree with you. The airlines up to this point have not. However, um, the previous guy was not really the administration was not really consumer friendly. We're going to try to do things a little differently, apparently, this time around. And so uh, the Biden administration is reportedly trying to address um, some issues like the one we're talking about, and put some power back in the hands of air travel consumers. According to AP News, sometime in the next few days, uh, this is going to be submitted, and the airline fails to, re- to deliver a passenger's check bags within 12 hours of touchdown for domestic flights, 25 hours for international flights. You have to give the person their money back. Startling, startling development. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost unbelievable that you could charge people for something, not perform the service, and still charge them for it. The power I, of the airlines. Exactly. Uh, well, 
Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, yeah, uh, the baggage refund proposal is is the first of multiple measures being deliberated in the White House, aimed at shielding travelers from some unfair practices currently common among U.S. airlines. You don't say. Uh, anyways, things like uh, making sure that families can sit together. Um, he considers a top priority regulating the enforcement of refunds on pandemic-related flight cancellations. That's something we're also going to address in the next segment of the program, is the airlines are about to have this incredible windfall of all of these uh, vouchers that are, re- that are expiring that haven't been used. So apparently we, uh, we've, we've got some friends in some of these areas, so it's kind of a good thing to know. You never know what might happen there. We'll, we'll check Stay with this corner. We'll, we'll check in on that on a regular basis. Delta, right. Air, Delta Airlines is selling packable COVID tests for your return flight to the U.S. If you don't know, you come back to the United States, you've got to prove that you're COVID-free, whether you're vaccinated or not. So these tests you can take with you. They have an interesting twist to them in that there's a video component that you have to complete before you leave. Um, these are brand-new tests with brand-new regulations that are more strict. So I don't have all of them here, nor would I go into them online. But the good news is that some of this work can be done before you leave. Uh, Delta has a travel requirements page where you can search destinations and find out if you need a COVID test to come back. And if so, they will sell you one for the relatively reasonable fee of 50 bucks, considering what all is involved there. Some mm-hmm. other airline news. Southwest Airlines has been having trouble for the last couple of weeks. Get, executing all of their flights the airline is really is, is is quite well known for gosh for just about getting every flight in the air every single day even if it takes into the wee hours of the morning to get everything done in the last couple of weeks several times southwest has had to cancel hundreds of flights had delays of hundreds more um they've been kind of yeah well they haven't really told us what happened uh now they've come out with a press release here uh, Tom, that you forwarded to me, that talks about uh, a lot of gibberish. It says, well, we know that you've been waiting and things haven't been going well, and we're sorry about that, and we're trying to get it under control. The weather hasn't been good, and Susie's braces don't fit well, and Johnny's had a cold, and, you know, and so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what it sounds like. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Southwest doesn't, like everybody else, doesn't have enough people. I know this because I have friends and relatives who work at Southwest. They all report that they're all working down a person or two in their departments on a regular basis, whether they're handling bags, they're at the counter, they're in the back of the house, whatever it is. So Southwest just doesn't have enough people. And they're working everybody to the bone. They're paying overtime. They're trying to get people to come back. They let a lot of people go. They begged people to go so they wouldn't have to pay them. Then you, this doesn't make any sense either. They begged people to go so they wouldn't have to pay them. Then we as taxpayers on three occasions gave them huge chunks of money to keep those very people, to right. pay them and keep them, some of yes. whom had already left. Um, right. We paid them the money. I don't know what happened to the money, but now it's time for the airlines for us to say, okay, we paid you to keep these people. The system's ready to go. Here we go. And the airlines are saying, well, not so fast. We didn't keep them. We didn't keep them. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be some struggles. Um, Southwest has not been, I don't think, completely transparent on this. I'm not sure why. They usually have a reputation for being pretty upfront with folks, so they must have a reason. But I'm just telling you it has to do with the fact that they don't have enough people. Um, I have a question. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, you're a small business. Uh, when the time came for you to, you know, ascertain some of that uh, the the government money uh, that we've been handing out to maintain and retain your employees, mm-hmm. uh, you you were Johnny on the spot and uh, and and got got your money and used it to retain your people. Was there, was there no requirement uh, on anybody's part, uh, Southwest, uh, yours, or anyone else, to actually put that money into your employees? Uh, it, it, was it okay to take it and then not do that? Was order, there no accountability? In order for there to, for the payroll protection to be a grant and not a loan that you had to pay back, there were requirements you had to meet. A percentage of that, I believe it was 60%, had to go for employee salaries, and then there were other things you could use it for, like rent and insurance and utilities and really, really basic things. I mean, you, you couldn't use it for the employee Christmas party or something like that. You had to, there was a list of things that you had to do required, but I'm not sure that anybody was required to pay um, existing employees or if they were just required to pay employees. So, uh, and also the government gave us this money, and, and I don't want to get, this is a travel show here, so I don't want to get too deep into this, but the government gave businesses this money last spring and this spring. There was a long time between springs. So a lot, of, a lot of businesses didn't make it or had to make adjustments that they wouldn't have wanted to make had that help come sooner or the whole duration of this thing been shorter, as we all had hoped in the beginning, why that probably would have helped some. But um, hypothet- it, it helped our company a lot. Businesses that had good reserves and could make it between those two bookends did well. The others didn't. The airlines just went, just took money you know, by a handful. Three times they did it. And so for us to have to go back and fight them over things like 30 bucks for a bag when they didn't deliver the bag, I mean, it's just it, – it, it's, it's so ridiculous and such a, uh, an off-balance relationship between consumers and the airline. You would think that some airline – now, of course, you would say, well, what about Southwest? Well, Southwest doesn't charge for bags, so guess what? They don't have that issue. So they're smart enough. They've, they've figured out a way to make money. And sidestep that whole issue. The airlines couldn't make a dime until they started charging people for baggage 10, 12 years ago. That was the whole key to everything. Suddenly that opened up all of this extra revenue. And then they found that they could charge you for the seat and all of this other razzmatazz. So they've been they've been greasing up and goosing us for a long time. And the the people like Joe Brancatelli and stuff who say uh, you know, they ought to be held to some accountability. Uh, they're right, and that's. I think that's what the administration now is maybe going to start doing on some very tiny little things that they might be able to do without the airlines going in the corner and throwing a temper tantrum. I'm sorry, that was kind of a rant, but... <laughs> well, good. Good information. All right. Uh, a few quick things here. Carnival Cruise Lines said self-serve buffets are returning to their line's sailings when they go back into the water later in the month, and I got a glance of at that. At a self-serve frozen yogurt store the other day um, on the road. And there is a way for them to protect how the customer gets the serving from coughing and sneezing and stuff like that. It's kind of creative, and I think you're going to see it very soon to deal with buffets and, and how you're going to be served so that they don't have to have attendance behind the line. Interesting, yeah. You know, yeah. There, there's this thing called, uh, I think it's called Fromo. Uh-huh. It's it's actually you can you can get a franchise. It's a big giant machine. 
you you service it. You put all the things that go in it for your frozen yogurt. Uh, You walk up to this machine, literally. You select what you want, what flavor, what toppings, and you watch this machine put your frozen yogurt together right there in front of your eyes. And then it brings it down and puts it in a little place where you can reach in and take it out. No contact, uh, no humans involved, and uh, and it's good stuff. Yeah. So there you go. I I think I'm going to the travel guys franchise there for you, <laughs> Fromo. Anyway, Did I tell you about the I, people I who, who bulldoze 36 Joshua trees to build a house down by Palm Springs? They Ooh, said, that well, doesn't sound like they said, but a good some idea. of the trees weren't very big. Fish and Game people found that they had thrown them all into a big hole, tried to cover it up after their neighbors told them, whoops, you've done something that you probably shouldn't have done. 36 of them. Uh, the fine is $500 a, a tree, and normally they just charge people for a couple of trees, but these folks were kind of belligerent and tried to hide them and then tried to argue that some of them should have counted as trees because they were only six or eight inches tall. So the judge says, well, there's 36 of them times 500, 18000 is what you'll pay in a fine. So the moral to the story is when something is protected and your neighbors are telling you that you probably shouldn't mow it down, you might want to go in and just hit the Google for a second there. You might save yourself 18000 bucks. A couple of weeks ago, we had folks on from uh, the, fu- the Club Fugazi in San Francisco uh, talking about a brand-new show. Beach Blanket Babylon was there for many, many years. Now they have announced Dear San Francisco, a high-flying love story from the world-renowned circus and arts collective Seven Fingers. So Dear San Francisco is what it's going to be called. And a high-flying love story. It's going to premiere in the club in September. Uh, previews in September. Public performances in October. We will keep you posted. And finally, uh, we've told you a lot about the pissing contest between the governor of Florida and the cruise lines. Uh, him saying that people can't, you can't make people show a proof of vaccination. The cruise line saying, well, yeah, but, you know, we're not going to sail without being able to tell, show people that they're safe. So some cruise lines have backed off and said they won't require people get boarding in Florida to be vaccinated. Some cruise lines, however, are going ahead, and despite the governor's wishes and saying, you're getting on in Florida, you'll have to have proof of vaccination. I have no idea what will happen there, but we'll know in the next few weeks. Stay tuned for details, and that's your travel news for today. All righty, the Smarter Traveler segment coming up next here on the Travel Guys. And remember now, uh, links to our special guests and more at TravelGuysRadio.com. Stick around. Yeah, it's Mark and Tom, uh, the travel and entertainment guys. Happy Independence Fourth of July Day. Mark, uh, where are we headed here? We're going to talk about airlines and cruise lines and reaping those huge windfalls of the vouchers that people are not going to be able to, uh, to cash in on. How, what's what's first, going on? First exciting news to break here is yes. that there are a couple of – there are actually three seats available on the Sports Leisure Vacations bus to see the Giants and the Cardinals tomorrow. So if you'd like to see – Oh, my gosh. Game, yeah, yeah. You can go to uh, – let's see. How can we do this? Um, you can send me an email at uh, markslt at aol.com. I'll repeat that a little bit later on. Uh, if you want to go to the Giants of the Cardinals game, it's not free. You have to pay for it. We have tickets in the lower level and give you a little special deal, one, two, or three seats. So you can uh, send me a note if you'd like to go. We have 28 or 30 people headed to see the Giants of the Cardinals uh, tomorrow, 
Uh, we talked a little bit in the first segment here in the news about the Biden administration perhaps getting on the airlines for some of the little things they do that uh, that getting customers face travelers faces all the time. Uh, travelers United has started a thing online and you can help with this. And I sense from these two news stories that this might be a time when you could sign a petition and it might, might really make a difference. Uh, travelers United has a petition going online to get the airlines to extend the expiration dates of all the vouchers they issued when COVID came along. So that if you have a voucher, it would be either uh, good for an indefinite period of time or three or four or five years, or more importantly, for those folks who perhaps could travel a year and a half ago and can't travel now, uh, they would be transferable. So you could give the voucher to someone else who could use it. So the point being that the airlines wouldn't get to keep all of this money. So if you go to travelersunited.org, um, also there's a link at the tra- at travelguysradio.com, you can uh, sign your name to this. And because the Biden administration says they're looking at some things and this is on the list, if this petition gets a lot of names on it in the next few days, I think there's probably a real chance that uh, the Biden administration may step forward and say, look, um, you guys are not you're not going to keep this money. You're going to do something that for that allows it to be good for a longer period of time, whether it's transferable, a longer extension of a expiration date, whatever. So that's all I think kind of important. And you go to uh, Travelers United and or there's a link at TravelGuysRadio.com. And uh, don't let the airlines steal our money. That's just basically it. Okay. Um, Travelers United also had a poll last week. If available, would you want a secure, verified COVID vaccination transport, passport? 55% said yes, so I could easily go to other countries. 31% said yes. I would. It, that way I could go to where there are crowds. Uh, 13% said no. 1% said since I'm vaccinated, I don't see the point. So, again, an overwhelming thing where the number of people would like to see some sort of vaccination requirement in order to be able to travel. And we are just about done. That's it. We're going to take a break for the news. We'll be back to share some ideas for you to use on your summer travelers here on The Travel Guys. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. God bless America. One of our one of our favorites here, Lee Greenwood, huh? He was on our program one time. Thank my lucky stars. Okay, we, we we could we could play the whole thing, but we won't. Yeah, we'll, we could. Sure yeah. <laughs> you can hear it tonight at your local fireworks display exactly, on the big speakers. Exactly. I guarantee. I guarantee it. And that one, that one, and, and Neil Diamonds were. We're coming to America. All right, it's Mark and Tom. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And uh, all right, Mark, let's let's spend a little bit of time making people smarter travelers this summer. There's a you and I were all talking before we um, off air here for just a little bit about right. uh, some ways to do that. Hey, you I want to give can't... a sh- can I can I give a shout out here just for a minute. Okay, all right. Um, First, the, the, Mark, the, sh- shout out. This is these are ladies that you know. These are ladies that you know. Um, you get your haircut on uh, Folsom Boulevard at a place called Vicky's Nails and something. Vicky Vicky's Hair and Nail. Vicky's Hair and Nail, and it's it's on Folsom near Bradshaw. And right. during right COVID, my barber 
quit, and you said, you know, I said, where do you go? And you said, well, when I go, this is where I go. So I've gone there a couple of times, and I now they know me as as Radio Tom's friend. That's how they know you, is you're, <laughs> you're Tom on the radio. Yeah. And um, so I asked them the other day, you know, if you'd been in, and they said, yes, they had seen you, and, you know, you've come out of your cave and stuff now. And anyway, <laughs> I just I got a haircut there yesterday, and those ladies are so nice, and I got a really good haircut. So at a really not high amount of money so anyways no, thank you for the recommendation and shout out to the ladies at vicky's all right yeah yeah who knows might be driving somewhere and, and catch this that they would uh, they would be thrilled <laughs> all right very good okay shout out to vicky's right. hair and nail all right okay that's only As on the were. travel guys you get silliness um like that right in the middle of real information um we are going to talk a little bit as tom and i were talking during the break about a lot of people are traveling right now and uh, a lot of people are traveling on the ground, and it really doesn't matter whether you're traveling on the ground or in the air because a lot of people are traveling, and especially if you go to a special event, uh, then you're going to find even more people. The crowds are going to be big. So how do you mitigate that? How do you not get stuck in all of these crowds? Now, I just took a group of folks up to northeastern California we, at Sports Leisure Vacations. We do these things called mystery tours, and yes, even during COVID, people still buy Buy a vacation package where they don't know where they're going. Pay I'm good sure money they for bought it. this. They bought this one because of what you called it. Uh, yes, uh, no one ever goes there. Yes, and the we, no one ever goes there trip yes. offered by Sports Leisure Vacations, uh-huh. and it sold out in minutes, it, yeah. so that people could go someplace that uh-huh. no one ever goes there with Mark and his his friends, which turned out to be Modoc County, <laughs> way up in the northeastern part of the state. Uh, Tule Lake, uh, yep. some you know, uh, just over the Oregon border in Klamath Falls, places like that. So yes, uh, we took a bunch of folks there. They didn't know where they were going. We had never been up there before, but of course we'd gone and checked things out. Stayed at a wonderful place, actually over the Oregon border, called the Running Y Ranch. Um, not, not too terribly fancy, not too terribly expensive, but really, really nice. Um, someplace I would really recommend to people, um, especially with. <laughs> it, it, it just has a name that sounds like fun. Yeah, well, they're involved in a couple of uh, – there's a story behind the name, and I, I won't go into it here, but um, really reasonably priced place up there. There are some fun things to do. There's, um, if, you, if you're into the great outdoors, there is the Lava Beds National Monument, which is up there. So there's all kinds of lava cones and lava flows. And it looks like the, uh, the western side of uh, the big island of Hawaii mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with all of the, the – and, and there's a visitor center there, so you can learn about it. There is a wildlife refuge, which is shrinking dramatically and has been for many years, even before the drought, um, that you can check out. And also the largest uh, relocation camp during World War II of Japanese Americans was in Thule Lake, and that camp had a real twist to it. Um, and then later became a prisoner of war camp. So anyway, there's a lot of interesting stories up there and a lot of great scenery. And there are some really good places to uh, to stay and to eat. The Running Y Ranch, I mentioned. There's a Shiloh Inn in Klamath Falls. That's a great place. Up uh, closer to Crater Lake, which is only another 45 minutes up the road, there are several little places with cabins and stuff like that, like nestled into the woods that look like they'd be a lot of fun. Um Places, places to eat if you're headed up there. Uh, in Tule Lake, there's a place called Captain Jack's Stronghold, which is named. Great name. Yeah, it's named after a place, a a special spot nearby that was a, a 
place of interest during the Modoc Indian Wars in the 1850, and Captain Jack was a Native American. He wasn't a Caucasian guy. He was a Native American. And uh, so now there's a – Captain Jack's stronghold is not only a place you can visit, but it's also a restaurant you can go to. And the people – God, the food was great there, and the people were really nice. Um, we also, on our way up there, we stopped at a place in Reading called Lulu's. If you're mm-hmm. headed through Reading and you're looking for a place to eat, uh, Lulu's is kind of a, an overgrown diner and all kinds of great food. And the, the decor on the inside is kind of fun. And the place, the lady who founded it years ago, there's kind of a history there. So anyway, uh, folks tell me when I go out on the road and tell people where we've been that they like to hear a little bit about some recommendations of places that they could go to. And there aren't too many places to eat in Tule Lake, so stop by Captain Jack's. Um, what I want to tell you about traveling right now, it kind of reiterates some things we've talked about here. Um, yes, a lot of people are, a lot of places are short on help. Some restaurants are not open seven days a week or they're not open for lunch or not open for dinner uh, because they don't have enough help. You're still seeing hotels with limited uh, housekeeping service and stuff, but none of that will keep you from traveling or be a major impediment. But if you try to go to breakfast at 8.30 in the morning or to dinner at 6 o'clock at night, then you're probably going to struggle a little bit. Um, if you sleep in because it's a vacation and say, well, you know, let's get started at 10, by the time you get wherever it is you're going, everybody will already be there. Um, and you'll stay Boy, the I, same. This sounds, this sounds, sounds so familiar. I <laughs> sounds like what, you've, been, you've been following me around. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, I've been one of those guys for a lot of years. Uh huh. This is the deal. Um, yeah. You can still be one of those people, and you can still say, "I'm on vacation. I'm not getting up until you know eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I'm not showing my face until ten, and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. That's all fine. You'll be on the same schedule as eighty percent of the population, and you'll all be fighting <laughs> each other for the same space all the time. But if breakfast opened at the resort at six thirty or seven. And you got up and you went to breakfast and you convinced the rest of the family to get started early. And now you left the resort when everybody else is getting out of bed. And you went to the first attraction that you were going to visit while everybody else was having breakfast. Do you see a trend here? As the day goes on, you'll be one step ahead of everybody. Pretty much every place you go until early afternoon. And you know what? If you run out out of steam in the middle of the afternoon, you will have seen a lot more, done a lot more. Go back to the hotel or the resort, take a little nap. Come out for the second shift. Just about the time those people who slept in late, they're running out of gas in early evening, you'll be ready to go. If you, if you insist on eating dinner at peak times, then you're going to run into a big crowd. But if you're willing to go eat dinner at 5 o'clock because you started your day early and you're hungry at 5 o'clock or because of the time zone you're in, translated 5 o'clock means dinner time at your house where you live, then you're going to be way ahead of everybody else. And the same thing goes if you're willing to be later than everybody else. If if breakfast is from 6 to 10 and you go at 9.45, you probably will be okay. Beware of breakfast at resorts because sometimes there is a, a last-minute rush. But generally at hotels, a late breakfast will be okay, as will a late dinner. You go to make reservations, and the maitre d' says, oh, we're really booked tonight. Sorry, all I have is 5.15 or 8.30. So what does that tell you? Those are mm-hmm. not desirable times. Um, but if you have picked one of those times in the first place, you're probably going to get better service. And I'm going to suggest pick a time on the front end, on the early end, because you're, 
they have no one else to attend to. So you're going to get great service, and you're going to be in and out, and everything's going to go very well for you, and you're not in the heart of the evening when or the heart of the midday, you know, at a place that's popular for lunch. Those are just those are little things, and sometimes you're not going to be able to get the other people who are traveling with you to have any interest in flipping their schedule a little bit. But if you can get them to, then you you may find out that your time can be probably as much as 30 or 40% more productive. And the people who are traveling with you may say, wow, you know, you're a genius. They also may say, you know, you're an idiot for getting us out of bed so early, too, <laughs> and never, never speak to you again. You know, uh, if you go early, besides getting really good service, uh, if they have a specialty on their menu, it won't be gone. Uh, you go later in the the eight thirty when uh, you know those pot pies that they only make on that one day is going to be sold out. Mark, recently when you traveled, uh, what are you seeing? Are are the breakfast places opening up now? You're talking about making reservations for dinner at at, at restaurants and such. Uh, are you finding uh, restaurants uh, coming back slowly but surely? Um, Oregon State. Uh, now, by and large, is up to open capacity. There are still a few counties that are 50% occupancy. Washington State opened up. Again, uh, some individual counties have got some restrictions, but by and large, most of Washington State has opened up like California. Uh, the, the the rate of folks who have been vaccinated now is is high enough that we're all going to take a run at this um, in in somewhat of a open situation i think for the rest of the summer until if the numbers skyrocket if we get infections again if we don't why then we've all we've played it very well so far so good um but it it still means that the demand is out of whack with the supply for now and really if you can do something close to home do something that is out of whack with the timing that everybody else does it start earlier start later whatever or if you can just wait a couple of months i think you're going to find that some of this demand will peak, and then you'll be able to, in the in the shoulder season, to visit some of your favorite places, and they won't be nearly as crowded. They may be a little more expensive. Um, as long as demand holds up, all these people who lost an entire season plus a month or two are going to try to make some of that money back. And by golly, if you were in that business, you'd probably try to do the same thing. Well, all right. There you go. Some great advice on your uh, summer travels. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of hold tight and travel later, I uh-huh. think. Yeah. Then again, I got a grandchild that's going to be born in September in San uh-huh. Antonio. Yeah, we're going to have videos of the, and pictures of the babies and stuff. And I, you talking so much about it, it's practically as though you're giving birth yourself. <laughs> almost feels like it. All right, com, com, coming up uh, after the break, it's time to jump into the Travel Guys mailbag. We're going to talk about trips to Europe. We're going to talk about what you do if you uh, need a wheelchair and at the airport and uh, what would be the appropriate tip talk rental cars and much more we've got questions from our listeners and they're going to be on the radio next right here on the travel guys and there you go happy independence day fourth of july my friends it's the fourth of july edition of the travel and entertainment guys mark and tom here with you brought to you by sports leisure vacations before we jump into the 
mailbag. Mark, you got a couple of announcements for us. I do. First, thanks to Luis for all of the bumper music today. And a reminder, if you want to go to see the Giants and the Cardinals tomorrow, Sports Leisure Vacations has three seats available. If you drop me a note at M-A-R-K at Mark, S-L-T, at AOL.com, I will fill you in on the details. If you are interested, they are, it is not free, they are paid seats. But if you'd like to go to the ball game tomorrow, we would be happy to take you. And next week on The Travel Guys, we are going to solicit your travel tips. We've done this a couple times in the past and gotten some really good things out of it. So if you'd like to participate uh, and give us your best travel tip, we are going to have several $100 gift cards. We have some a pretty cool list of prizes here. So uh, tune in next week in the back half of the program. We're going to hear all of your travel tips. All right, to the Travel Guys mailbag we go. Marka, here's our first question from Carrie out of Sacramento. Uh, She wants to know, uh, or he, uh, I'm not sure, uh, when they can go to Europe. I've canceled my European River Cruise three times. It's on the calendar for December. You think we'll get to go? I'm 87 and not getting younger. Yeah, (laughs) this this applies to quite a few people who have waited now a year year and a half two years to be able to take a trip especially if it was you know kind of like one of their dream trips the trip of a lifetime kind of thing mm-hmm. um carrie I, december uh, 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 I oh you're a lot of help yeah i really am she, well she's kind of picked you know if she were if, if carrie he or she were an odds maker they've kind of hit right on the over under number um, December is kind of the time when people are saying, well, you know, maybe they'll get things going back again by the Christmas season and maybe it'll be uh, next spring. I would say right now, Carrie, if you've got you probably or if you've been canceled a couple times, you're probably on a voucher and you're probably waiting to go. I think there's a possibility you may get canceled one more time. But hang in there because. As the U.S. doesn't need all the vaccines that is being produced for it, and some of those vaccines are shared around the planet, we may see, you know, a month or two could make a huge difference in this. So it sounds like you've been canceled okay a few times. I would hang in there for right now. I think Europe, if you're already signed up for something, 50-50. If you're not signed up for something, I'm probably waiting until and trying to pick up a bargain on the, the shoulder season next spring. To go, I think that's a much better bet. All righty, let's uh, let's see what Ron in Reno is asking. He's a podcast listener, Mark, and uh, always enjoys and appreciates the information that we we share. Uh, he recently had surgery; is going to need a wheelchair at the airport for a couple of short trips this summer, and uh, he wants to know what the appropriate tip for the wheelchair pusher. One of his friends said two bucks; another said ten. And uh, now the weight falls on you, Mark, the tiebreaker. Yeah, he's counting on you to be the tiebreaking vote. What do you got? So he's got two friends. One is a one is a really cheap SOB um, who would pay oh, the wheelchair geez. pusher two bucks. And the other one is going to give the wheelchair pusher is helping him pay the rent on the house that overlooks the American River um, <laughs> at 10 bucks. So um, I would say, really, the number is probably right in between those two. I would say a five spot for... Uh, for assistance if you have a wheelchair and you stopped to get a beverage and you stopped to use the restroom and for a wheelchair pusher time is money so the longer they have to spend with you the less time that they have 
to spend with somebody else and hypothetically get another gratuity. So um, also I would say the friendliness and the courteousness of the person involved. You know, if you say, gee, could we stop at the restroom and all you hear is, oh, God. Why then, you know, that reflects on the situation. But if you've got somebody who's friendly and nice and takes good care of you, then I think you should reward them. I think between 5 and $10 is appropriate. I think for baggage, a couple of bucks a bag while we're on this particular subject. I think if the shuttle driver at the airport helps you get your baggage in and out um, of you know, you got a big bag and that person gets up and helps you or there's a curbside person who helps you, then flip them a buck. Um, you know, it's no skin off your patoot, and it, it, it encourages them to do that for other people. So look at it that way. Instead of it being a dollar out of your pocket, you know, you're, you're helping the next person get uh, set up. I, we always encourage our travelers to tip housekeepers. And I'll never forget this Best Western up in the little town of Sisters in Oregon. We had a group stay there one year. And the next year, I called up the, the manager and said, gee, I'd like to make reservations to come back. Would you like to have us back? He says, what would we like to have you? He says, our housekeeping staff voted you the best group ever in history. She said, because your people all left a couple bucks for the housekeepers. And nobody had ever really done that before on that magnitude. She said, our housekeeping staff will be thrilled to hear that you're coming back. So that's <laughs> that. So anyway, a, a few a few little bucks here and there. When you think of how much you tip the waiter at dinner. Um, you know, if you took a little bit of that and spread it around during the day, why uh, it would travel karma? I really strongly believe in it. Spread some on your own. Okay, Suzanne and Rockland asks. I've heard Broadway is reopening this fall, but when you try to buy tickets online, there aren't many shows available. Uh, how do you get tickets? Also, when will Sports Leisure Vacations resume your Broadway trips? A uh, girlfriend uh, who went with you said that it was the only way to go. Well, thanks uh, to Suzanne, to your girlfriend, for that compliment. Um, our for- next trip to Broadway is in the spring, almost sold out. So if you're interested in going, uh, we decided to skip a fall trip. Uh, shows are coming back online one at a time, so just be patient. If you want to go sometime around Thanksgiving or something like that, I-, I think there will be plenty of tickets available by the time the holiday season starts up. Many shows are going to start back up in September. All right. We think we have time for at least one more. Britannia from Chico. Rental car prices seem to have doubled to tripled overnight. I remember you talking about it recently. Could you share the your tip again for renting cars and getting a better price? That's getting tougher and tougher to do. Uh, make sure you belong to the frequent renter program of whatever company you're renting with. That will help you when, in the line when you get there. Um, also in the return line. Uh, getting a better price is really tough, but getting better service, if you're going to get goosed on the price, at least get decent service and don't have to wait in line. Uh, the other thing is really be careful of those second level, second tier car rental companies. Cause I, I just, you could get a great price and, and it might not work out well right now. Renting cars is just, it's expensive. One more, one more. Here we go. Louisa in Sacramento. Are we ever going to get some daytime flights to Mexico? Everything arrives and departs in the middle of the night, it seems yeah. like. Um, we need to get our airport gal on. It's been over a year since we had her on to talk to her about this. They had a Mexico City flight that was leaving early in the morning uh, previously, but I don't see it up there now. The Guadalajara flights are still leaving in the middle of the night, and, of course, there isn't as much service international services now as there previously had been so wait until next year on the international out of sacramento i think there's a possibility by next year we'll see some daytime service into mexico it's a growing market 
Next week, bring your travel tips and win prizes here on The Travel Guys. It's a wrap for today and Independence Day it is. Have a safe one, you guys. Thank you very much. Dance like nobody's watching. Thanks for joining us on The Travel Guys. See you next week.